0: With AMC+, Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead. With early access and exclusives, binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld, there's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com amcplus.com AMC Plus. Only the good stuff.
1: Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell, and today's episode is blessed with the presence of Jared Millian. Jared's a performer and makeup artist from New Jersey who was an exceptional guest back on episode 116, parts one and two. You know we don't shut up if it's a two-part news episode. Never been done on Bravo Happy Hour. And he is back again today to talk all things Real Housewives of New Jersey, but mainly focusing on the two iconic Kims of New Jersey, Kim Granitelle and Kim DePaola. Welcome, Jared.
0: Hi, I'm so happy to be here.
1: You basically are the New Jersey correspondent for Bravo Happy Hour. How does that I'm make a you? My dream come
0: true. I've <laughs> never wanted anything more than that ever in my life. So I did it. I made it.
1: Amazing. You made it. You could tell your mom. I made it. I will. So obviously, The Real Housewives of New Jersey is the best show. I mean, I think I would probably put it as my second or third favorite. I mean, honestly, I can't even rank housewives anymore. Like I used to like so confidently say one franchise was my favorite over the other, but I can't really do that anymore because it changes, like, season over season. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think that's really It's, like, I I feel like anybody from New Jersey is going to love New Jersey. And, like, the same with, like, New York or probably, like, that's, like, my whatever. But for me, like, I... I like New Jersey for the Jerseyness of all of it. Like, I think that's like what makes it t- fabulous. But I, truthfully in my heart, I think most consistent every season, always like slaying it, no matter what they're trying to do, is New York. I think New York really, yeah, versus Jersey in that. Like, and that's and this is from a tried and true <laughs> Jersey boy. It's, I love all those girls, but you know what I mean. It's one of those things where you're like, oh, I don't know, because there's there's been slow seasons of Jersey where you're like, okay.
1: Yeah well they when they had the twins and they had Amber and then I believe when Siggy was there like there were a couple seasons where it was just like a little bit of a downer season granted Teresa was going through like (laughs) really rough stuff so like the storylines were also incredibly depressing as you watch her family just crumble. (laughs) Yeah that
0: twins and Amber season was a swing and a miss but that's
1: That's a whole other podcast. The Amber Marchese of it all.
0: Literally the Amber Marchese of it all. But the Kims, the Kims. Yes, Jersey Kims. So
1: So in the beginning of season two, which I thought they were in season one. So as I was starting to do research for this, I happened to have ended up rewatching all of season one of Jersey, which was just so good too. But we pretty much see Danielle as like the major villain of season one. So then in season two, they end up bringing in Kim Granatel and Kim DePaola to kind of be a buffer between the other ladies on the cast and Danielle because it was so clear that Caroline, Jacqueline, Teresa, and Dina at the beginning of season two and then just did a slow fade off never been done before Dina just not being on the show and no one ever addressing it that was crazy.
0: Well, that, at that up to that point, it was like if you're a, like a drag race person, it was like a Shangela moment where like this person comes back and you're like, wait, this is something that's happening, and then later on, it's it becomes a thing. Like, because Denise tried to do it this season, LVP, like mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it's like you've seen it elsewhere, but in Jersey, no. And I remember when she's like, "I'm done, I'm done." <laughs> I was like, "What done with what?" I'm like, "What is she like? What is she?" I'm like, "The show."
1: well i kind of think that her argument with caroline that obviously the two of them have still not resolved was over deeper mob shit i think it was pretty clear that like danielle was kind of implying things that their family were mobbed up which like after we saw the news story a couple weeks ago that like dino's ex-husband like tried to put a hit out on her current husband and like you know the manzo's father was you know found dead in a trunk naked with like four bullet holes in his body like mm, potentially could be uh, (laughs) mafia related i don't know
0: that's definitely like such a jersey thing where it's like (laughs) it's just like we like you don't you don't talk about it but there's people that like you know and there's people that you know of so it's like one of those things where like you just like I, every time I hear that, like when I hear people from other places or people that aren't involved in situations like that, they hear about it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah!" Like just now, I was like, my eyes were glazing over. Then I was like, "Oh wait, that no, that's like yeah, you're right, yeah." That's...
1: But, that like, shouldn't okay. be normalized.
0: <laughs> oh wait, like, no, it's not something that I should be like, <laughs> "Oh yeah," and then his body in a trunk. I, I think, think it's like I felt like Danielle. Not only that, but when the show first like popped off in season two, because season one is like a a bit of a snooze. It's not bad.
1: I mean, season one was. Good because there was the table flip, there was the bringing out of the book, but relatively speaking on all of the things that everybody has ever done on housewives now like danielle having a book written about her and potentially might have been a part of this colombian coke dealers drug thing and stole a child like i believe a lot of that was <laughs> slander and like as much as danielle is cuckoo for cocoa puffs i really don't think she was like abducting children like i really don't think that they she was guilty of doing the things that they implied no, that I don't
0: she i I don't I don't think she's smart enough to do no. that I don't think she has the intelligence level to be able to like do something like that I think it's all just like shit that goes on when you're like a young person and you are it like it I I guarantee you that when she entered into the Real Houses of New Jersey like, like doing this like I I wonder if that was even something that was like even on her mind because it's so trivial I think
1: yeah and it did happen like 25 years before this show and so the fact that everybody was bringing it up as if like she still hasn't had to deal with like the repercussions of that her whole life like changing her name and you know dealing with like just I don't know having to tell people in your life like once you become close with them you're like hey like this thing happened (laughs) (laughs) like maybe she didn't want to say that on national television like maybe she didn't want that I
0: was accused of abducting a child (laughs) yeah i think that like so with with that being said like that one the thing about season two for me is i season one is i feel like that very though that the last 45 minutes of it or last 30 minutes where we get the table flip and we get the book on the table and we get just that whole entire like experience i feel like as a viewer that kind of catapulted us into I think season two where it was very clear that now Teresa was becoming one anchor of the show I think and then Danielle was becoming another so I feel like the Kims were almost brought in as like almost like potential almost housewives in a way to be like maybe like we could do this we could have the Manzos and Teresa over here with Danielle and the Kims on this side and maybe we could get something going here. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, I think it's kind of hard when you watch these shows to watch it be a total gang up. And I think it was smart for the producers to end up bringing the two of them in just so that there could be like an equal playing field. And I mean, it blew up in their faces, but again, that's, why we love reality TV. So, we are introduced to Kim D on episode one of season two. And she's sitting behind the desk at Posh. And, I'm sorry, piece of shit, co-core every day. The most beautiful line from season eight. Like she ends okay. up being around for six seasons.
0: So she's Kim D last. Crip keeper. Like she's coming in and out. Like you'll never, th- I know this woman, like not in real life, but like I know women <laughs> exactly like that. She looks like a cigarette. She will always <laughs> have that. Like she will always have that. Like very tan, very, very heavy talker. Uh, like, yeah is a gangster, like you could tell she's a gangster, maybe like, maybe called herself a gangster, we don't know. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know these women, she's never, she's gonna be around. I'm sure she'll come back to Jersey at some point.
1: I mean, yeah, I feel like she's not going anywhere. So she's introduced to us through Danielle. Danielle is like going into posh, like shopping with her daughters. And Danielle has no issues airing all of her dirty laundry in front of her children, as if those kids haven't had to deal with enough having her as a mother. And I know she, like, tries to disguise it uh, under the guise of being a transparent mother, that's going to help her kid, they need to be open, they're best friends, and there are just certain things that your kids don't need to know, and your kids don't always, like, constantly need to be reminded that their mom is, like, in drama and actively starting shit with other people, you constantly? Constantly? Even-
0: the only thing I could ever take from all of that because is, because she played the violin hard in season two in regarding like <laughs> yeah. her children were there when that happened. And then again in season like 10 or season nine mm-hmm. where yeah. Teresa had to apologize <laughs> to her children. Like that whole thing, I'm like, listen, it's time for us to like, Break the fourth wall, which we've been doing on these housewife shows recently. We're like, we've been a lot of different ones. Like mm-hmm. Denise and Ramona and Teresa have all broken the fourth wall on their in their prospective seasons. And for me, what I'm what I'm getting at is like, w- let's remove this like veil of like my children were there. You're on a fucking reality show. You had to sign releases for your children to be filmed. You knew what was going down. You knew that shit was gonna go down. Teresa, let you know I love Teresa. And Same. Teresa is, like, a, like, lightly kind of tossed a table at you. I swear <laughs> on my grandmother's grave. I
1: love how you justify the t- the table throw. It was a light table like a, toss.
0: It was yeah, nothing. Like, it
1: was a flick of the she, wrist. So
0: nothing. until, like, let me tell you this, my hand to God, I on my grandmother's grave, may she rest in peace, I have had tables thrown at me before. And <laughs> at the end of the day nobody do a table at you, but that's neither here nor there. The point that I'm making is like this victimizing of her children to sort of bring them into like posh is like one of those things where it's like, of course she's there talking about like what color, like poop she took that morning. You know what I mean? (laughs) Because it's like, she won't really like, for me, like I see Danielle as a woman that can justify anything. And I think she's completely able to justify exposing her children to this kind of life. And because there's, there's two saves for me, sorry, but like there's two saves for me in, her, in here. Number one, my gut instinct tells me that she's like, this is all a, a show. Mommy needs to make money and we're here to like put it on. So maybe if somebody sees you and thinks you're pretty, you'll be a model, you'll be this, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then the second angle I think is, you know, I know a lot of kids, like truthfully, I know a lot of kids that have really wild parents that are just, like, over their parents' shit. That she's like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of reality shows, especially now, where, like, you don't see people. Because they're like, I just don't want to be filmed anymore.
1: And that kind of, like, is hard, I think, for any reality star's kid, where, you know, these kids don't sign up for this. They might not even, like, have known those things about their mom. And so then, like, on the show, this book is being exposed. And at this dinner, where Danielle actively said, keep the kids here, I want my kids to see this... And then for them to be like, wait, so you were smuggling cocaine and, and stealing children and, and doing all of these things? Could have also been there for time. Are science. we
0: safe? Like, are we Yeah, like, like <laughs> They're like, Dad, uh anyone <laughs> looking at each other like, wait, like this bitch is fucking stealing children? Like what are we gonna do? Are we stolen? <laughs> <laughs> They're like they got Christine or whatever her name is. Like <laughs> yeah. at home, like looking at every fucking milk cart. She's like, "Is this?"
1: <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Mom, she-? I need to see photos of you pregnant, giving birth to me." Things <laughs> I are know. not I up. Don't,
0: Nothing you tell me matters. I need to see it and I need to know it. Are <laughs> we still <stole> but-
1: <laughs> So that's how we kind of meet Kim, and that's also is where like the sob story comes in with Danielle, where she's like, "I thought Jacqueline was her own woman or woman." I love like, her use of the word woman. That's uh, the woman. Yeah. So she's like, I thought Jacqueline was her own woman. And now Chris doesn't want me hanging out with her, being with the kids. So that kind of plants the seed where like we start season two off you know, post reunion, which was a shit show. Caroline's crying. Everybody's screaming.
0: Yeah. And you know? that horrible sad. Like,
1: and ev- and like two big pregnant women, like Teresa And Andy pregnant. Cohen
0: being outed on like national television. Yeah. Like,
1: oh, I didn't realize that.
0: Yeah, that's like if I'm not mistaken. Please, whoever's listening, if you could check while you're listening and let me know because I think that like um, I'm pretty positive that that's the first time he. I don't think he was in the closet by any means, but yeah. I think that was the first time he ever publicly.
1: Well, because I think it was
0: Teresa asks him. Teresa says to him, "She's like, did that offend you about oh, the whole thing with Danielle the and the the dancer?" And he's like, "Does that offend you?" And Andy's like, "I mean, kind of." yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) who knew yeah so then we have like another great scene where caroline manzo is hosting the sheriff's dinner in their backyard which is like a thousand dollars a plate for raising money for the sheriff's department if that doesn't scream mafia fundraising then what does that do (laughs) (laughs) i've never heard of a sheriff's dinner who raises money for the police force in like franklin lakes an area that like probably isn't heavily policed and there's not like a high crime rate. So
0: you probably zero crime and the highest like probably so many <laughs> police officers like enough hundreds. Yeah, literally everywhere. Yeah, that is a little like uh
1: even Danielle made a comment about that being like hmm that's particularly interesting. That's um, stupid
0: of her though because it's like even if somebody has ties it's like I just don't think you have clean hands. I don't think like your closet has no skeletons in it as we've seen season after season after season. So I think to like bring out the Manzo's bullshit, like, listen, like Caroline, for all intents and purposes, like watching her on TV, like she seems like she's a good egg. You know what I mean? Like she seems like a person that you would invite over to your house. You'd be happy if that was your girlfriend's mom. You'd be happy if that was your boyfriend's mom. You'd be happy if that, you know what I mean? Like that's like somebody that like, you know from around the way. So it's like, if she's got ties, then she has ties. But my thing is, like, to bring it up on national television, to me, is almost like, okay, that's the best you got. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. but I think a sheriff's center in your own backyard is something <laughs> that I think perhaps may open up to some Questions. criticism from the <laughs> community. And perhaps the woman that's, like, accusing you of having ties to the mafia. Yeah.
1: So at this event, Kim D ends up showing up because I guess her boyfriend is friends with the cops or whatever. So this is the first moment that we realize that Kim D is a flip-flopper. And we'll also see Kim G also being a flip-flopper. The two of them are just, like, horrible friends. Any poor
0: in a storm. (laughs) Any poor in a storm. Let me tell you something, okay? This is... We're getting into it. So my thing with...
1: (laughs) I love the getting up,
0: repositioning. The Kims, or any friend of On a Housewife, on a Housewife-like franchise, is you are in this for the money. So it's like at the end of the day, a friend, if I'm not mistaken, like I'll do this research on this too, is I don't think back then friends were getting paid.
1: I don't think so either. I think it was more of an audition to potentially become a full-time friend. I think they get
0: some coin now because I think that because they've demoted Housewives to like, friends, like, because people have taken step down, or they offer it, I think they have to pay whatever, who cares? I don't. The point is, I think that, like, you're in it for the fucking money. So it's, like, for me, like, I don't mind a flip-flop, and I don't know if I wouldn't also flip-flop. Here's where the Kims drop us, is they're messy about it. Because for me, I would, if I'm trying to stay in good graces, I'd write a check. And I would just, like, have the check sent, because in my mind, if I think Danielle's where the iron is hot, I'm going to go to Danielle's shit and then send them money to the Manzos. Or flip-flop. They're both messy. Bitch, you're on TV. They the
1: week- show up to everything. They <laughs> show up to every place and are playing all sides. And so that's kind of like the part that I find really interesting about them because you don't know what they're doing and you don't know their intention in the beginning. And then slowly but surely you start picking up on, oh, wait. They really want to be friends with Caroline and the others, but they're getting onto the show through Danielle.
0: Well, I think exactly. Number one, exactly. And I think two is, I think they see that like Danielle's not going to be on the show for that long. That core group over there, like that at that, at that moment they were unbreakable. Yeah. It, it wasn't until like, obviously the fall when like Melissa and Kathy join. That the show really became what it n- continues to be now. But I think like, which is the Teresa Judah show, but then I think like there was a lot of Manzo in that show. So it was like it was very much this core group. So I think they were like, fuck, we're over here with this bottom feeding bitch. And like, <laughs> he's about to get kicked out the club. They're like, fuck. And it's like they're gonna throw the baby out with the bathwater. We're gonna like not, <laughs> we're gonna miss this. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like they're really? in a situation where That's what I'm telling you. If you're money-minded, I feel like on one of these, on a show like this, you're going to excel. Like, if you, like, are in your mind, like, okay, who do I, what do I have to do? Kim D, rather. Still pumping it on the show. Still still on the show. Making YouTube videos, but we'll get there.
1: (laughs) So, at this party, yeah, Kim D's talking shit. She's basically calling... Danielle, a pig that her and her boyfriend are wasted. Everybody else at the table, stone-cold sober. Sober. She's like, and uh, she's slurring. She's got, like, the wine glass all over. And she's like, she's a big, all she is is a customer to me. And she's a paying customer. And that's all I care about. Where, in that first scene, we saw Kim was saying that a couple weeks before, I guess Kim's mother was ill and Danielle was, quote, the first person to bring my mom ZD. Danielle's also that kind of freak where she, like, Cozies up to your family and cozies up to your mom to think it's like gonna create like a deeper bond between the two of you. All well, of Kristen Doty with Stasi and Stassi's ah, mom. Like, so I beautiful. always felt like that. That's like a really manipulative way of getting a friendship out of a. a it's a, a manipulative of way of mom. like.
0: It's a manipulative way of like gaining importance in someone's life. It's like in very. Cool. It's it's very much like one of those situations where like you are setting it up. This has nothing to do with like you and I. You're setting it up so that like when i'm out of your life or when this is happening your mom's gonna ask about me or you're setting it up so that like your mom knows me or like me and your mom that's like if we stop talking and i'm like still friends with your mom on facebook <laughs> don't be friends with my mom on facebook i hate, I hate that, that vibe of like oh but like i'm so close with her sister like what am i supposed to just stop talking to her sister? because
1: well, then it yeah. adds like this added guilt so it's like if kim does screw over danielle which does happen it's then like oh well what about that well, casserole? I made your mother.
0: What are you going to do with the? Th- can I have the pan back at the very least? Can you give me the pan back? Because it's exactly yeah. that because she did it with Teresa. She yeah. like, saw when Teresa was down with a, her mother and she was like, let me weasel in and let me come in. And exactly. It's very much like everything we've been through. You're like setting yeah. it up so you can say that. Everything People that we- get abandoned. People that get abandoned are that way. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's why. And I mean,
1: Danielle's life. Yeah, I think like her mom had her when she was 14. I think they put her up for adoption and then she was like abused and raped her whole life by the family members. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. Danielle is batshit crazy, but she has had such a horrific childhood and has like no real family that like it doesn't surprise me that she would act this way and have abandonment issues and have rejection issues just by being rejected from her family and now her friends.
0: Yeah, I think... I definitely agree that like when you are people are people, which is such a lame term, but it's one of those things where like you're only working with what you've built up. Not everybody is like a fully realized human being. There's people that like are stunted at whatever age they're stunted at, or they stop receiving or they stop accepting love or they stop learning to love themselves and they just move forward. It's like, that's like when you're, you have like a 45, 55, 65 year old one, women on TV that we're seeing that like are just not emotionally intelligent or not emotionally available. And it's like, I do have a sympathetic ear to it when I'm like, you know what, at the end of the day, like, Danielle's been through shit. However, perhaps not our career in reality television, maybe is the avenue I take.
1: Yeah, well, the, I think the the kind of double edged sword of that. The most fucked up people make for the best television, but that doesn't mean that those fucked up people should be doing reality television. Yeah, exactly. It's like animals. Yeah,
0: literally. (laughs) It's like literally animals at the zoo. Yeah, I, but I feel like especially in those first seasons, though, it was very polarizing. Like, you loved her, you hated her. You have more of, like, a realized vision of her now later on when she's back, mm-hmm. but I think back then, especially season two, it was like you either loved Danielle and didn't fucking San Teresa or vice versa.
1: Well, I think that's also ultimately why Teresa ended up forgiving Danielle after all of those years is because, you know, they shat on her for, like, getting arrested for doing all of these things, Where then Teresa then had to go to prison and then her husband went to prison for three years and now got deported. So as much as Teresa was, like, you can't throw stones when you live in a glass house,
0: period. And I think (laughs) Teresa, Teresa did this really wonderful interview before this last season with Michael Rappaport. And they were really just shooting the shit and talking. But on the show, he asks her, he, he takes her to task on Danielle and he's like, how do you go? He's like, he's almost like, you know, you're like the, you're famous for attacking this girl. Like, so it's like, where did this change? And she says like, you know, I forgave her and I thought that whatever, blah, blah, blah. But what she says that I thought is like the most like, oh, Teresa, I see you. Is she goes, um, she's like, she makes good fucking TV. She's <laughs> like, she's good on TV. And I was like, that's why you're the star.
1: And also, you know what? Sometimes like you do have to like look at the show as like a collective group of people where you got to kind of think, okay, Melissa and Teresa are playing nicey-nice. We've got Dolores who doesn't pick sides and isn't really give you too much. You have Marge who also like has a business to protect, has a good head on her shoulders. Like at that point, like you need a crazy wild card. That was before Jennifer Aiden came along. Um, so then we move to episode two. We are introduced to the one, the only Kim Granito. And we first meet her at Danielle's luncheon for her daughter's magazine cover launch. This is a very convoluted way of getting to a party. The daughter is not at the event, mind you.
0: And where is the event? Isn't it at, like, it's at a it's at a, a restaurant.
1: It's at a restaurant. And they, they are sitting at, like, a table, and it kind of looks yes. like Last Supper. Like, there's Easter. only one line. Very,
0: like, isn't it? It's like an Easter color palette. Yeah,
1: a yellow tablecloth, if I recall correctly.
0: We hear from my daughter...
1: And then she has, like, the big, like, unveiling with, like, the sheet over, like, the big, oh, actually, no, I'm trying, that's, a, that's, a, that's another magazine, that's the Bella magazine launch for Derek Kemsley, I'm getting my magazine launches incorrect.
0: Um, I think <laughs> she gives it to them at the magazine. Yeah, she, like, church. passes
1: out each, uh, yeah. I can't remember what magazine, I can't believe I didn't write the name in this magazine now, what kind it's of work bad. am I even doing, it? I'm like, I need to buy it. So she's hosting this party and Kim D was there. And so is Kim G. And this is when Danielle ends up having a conversation with Kim G about potentially being friends with Caroline. So this brings us into how Kim G is kind of tied into the group, which is kind of random. She just like sits at this table and just seems like one of Danielle's friends, but it's kind of clear that they don't really know each other too well, that they're new friends, but Kim G and Caroline Manzo live right next door to each other and Chris Manzo and Kim Ji's son are best friends. But Kim and Caroline are not friends because Caroline, I feel like, doesn't really have that many friends outside of the family. I feel like she keeps, like, a tight-knit circle. Yeah. She, I could she, be wrong with that.
0: I don't know. She's pretty chill. I, she seems pretty chill to me. I actually, I used to be like, I don't want Caroline back on the show. But recently, I've actually thought to myself that I think it would be really good for the show if she came back. I think it would be like a very good season. I don't need her to stick around for like four or five more seasons. But I think that like what you're saying about her with not being friends with people outside of her family plays to her advantage when she's on a TV show. Because I think she doesn't have to be friends with Kim D. Because I'm sure she is just neighbors with Kim D. And I'm sure that's more of like a, yeah, I mean, our kids are friends. I come to her house every day and try to get her to talk to me. And when my son goes over there, I go pick him up so we can have some FaceTime and she doesn't give me what I'm asking her for, but yeah, we're not friends. You know what I mean? Of no fault of Kim D's.
1: Yeah. Well, that's kind of like the sad, desperate Kim part D. of it because-
0: it's so confusing. I
1: know. It's, like, really bad for my dyslexia doing this. Even, like, I'm, like, reading my notes and I keep writing, like, KG and KD and I'm like, Wait, yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, like, kind of the desperate thing that you'll see kind of run throughout the entire season where Kim G is just desperately trying to get Caroline to hang out with her. And there's a couple different scenes where we see Kim G cornering Chris Manzo and her son to get them to link the two of them up for a lunch date and it's clear as day that kim G's son is so uncomfortable like at this point chris was like already on the show for a season he knows what he's doing he knows these types of conversations and so when they're like oh like i'm gonna go to johnny's house and play pool and the camera crew is gonna come and film it like what, what do you think is gonna happen? Everyone wants to see you get the eight ball? Like, no, <laughs> no, like no. But we know definitely
0: so, like, when you really think about it, it's weird because it's like, now that we just have so much more insight, it's like, she's begging him to ask Caroline to film with her. Like she's begging.
1: For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask. Like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. (laughs) After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to StoryWorth.com slash Bravo You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's StoryWorth.com slash Bravo for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself, (laughs) this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for
0: generations.
1: That's StoryWorth.com slash Bravo for $10 off off you guys and you get a deal look at that
0: chris manzo right yeah it's chris to ask caroline manzo to get her to hang out to like hang out with her but really we know in housewife language that's like film
1: yeah and that's like a perfect way of watching her kind of try to plant those seeds of trying to get any other way to be on screen like it it doesn't matter who it is and you see, like, she'll eventually, like, start doing one-on-ones with Jacqueline. Does, with Jacqueline.
0: Yeah, she does one with Jacqueline that's super weird. But
1: Jacqueline's really malleable. Like She's wearing she's... A,
0: bottom, like a, like, a black, I think. She's wearing something. I remember the, one, the Jacqueline one very well. Because <laughs> she's, like, because she's giving... The thing about Kim is, like, she's giving always this very much, like, whatever the honesty is of her words, in her face, she has this almost, like, Desperate housewives villain type smirk going on. It's almost like she's like, Oh, I can't believe she betrayed me. Yeah, she betrayed mm. me.
1: But she's, yeah. <laughs> you
0: know what I mean? No.
1: I know. I wish that we were on YouTube and people could see that face. But it's you're like, totally a- right. Like, she's devious. She's being, like, too aggressively manipulative and, like, messy with it. So yeah. it's like people start picking up and they're like, Wait. So do you like Danielle or do you not like Danielle or do you want to be Caroline's friend or what?
0: I like knew that Kim Granatel was not going to make it on Housewives because she reminded me very much of Ramona. And I was like, I was like, Ramona's doing that. And I mean, for me to say this is wild, but doing it well. Ramona's (laughs) on the show doing that thing that Granatel's trying to do. It's very great gardens to me. Like if you yeah. go into the deep dive, like on her, like Instagram and on her, um, like YouTube, Ooh. there's like a video of some rando like just interviewing her in her house. Have you seen this?
1: No, but I saw like a message board that was saying like she has like a tour of her home on YouTube. I'm too scared to get into it.
0: But it's, you know, like, just one particular clip is, like, she's talking about how, like, she's like, yeah, Danielle would go into restaurants and she would, she would tell her they should call this the Danielle Staub chicken mozzarella. And, <laughs> quote, the quote. and she got like, this person fired. It's very, like, Little Edie in it's very great gardens to me it's very great gardens it's weird it's super weird keep going but like yeah one of the things were like as you're like replying you're telling me this shit. i'm like remembering these moments on this show where i'm like this woman is whacked well,
1: i think like the hard thing for her was she probably also saw that danielle was like a total fraud she couldn't afford the house she had no job she had no money where kim like is a millionaire like married this guy and you know is now divorced but he was like a big executive at estee lauder like and i think she got like 20 million dollars in their divorce settlement like so she really has the money of like someone we would expect on these shows she has i would never
0: ask for any if i got 20 million dollars from something i would be like all right i'm gonna make every cent of this go as far as i need to go like i would need nothing more 20 million dollars and you're still trying to be on tv (laughs)
1: i like desperate to be on TV. Not even like, oh, (laughs) it got like someone knocked on my door asking me to come on. Like, you know, she was like, Like, tell
0: your mother to hang out with me. Tell her, (laughs) you know me, you know (laughs) Miss Granitelle. Tell her to hang out with me.
1: I will say I was doing research and I found out that she dated Michael Lohan, Lindsay Lohan's dad. Lindsay Lohan daddy. And so did Kim Zolciak. So I feel like they are Eskimo. Oh, the Kims are Eskimo sisters.
0: Ooh. That whole vibe is very like. That's weird because isn't he relatively good looking for an older man? I mean. You're like, what are you talking I think,
1: about? yeah, I got to do a Google search. Michael Lohan. Let's oh my god, his big cross man. tattoo. He's
0: yeah, z- I mean, like. He's I'm not
1: from, ugly. He's not I mean, I'm from ugly. New Jersey,
0: so, like, I got to be honest with you. Like,
1: you're like, he's daddy.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I would. Like, this, like, our... like. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, that's
1: attractive. Yeah, that's attractive. Yeah, (laughs) Would do.
0: Well, I'm not going to, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. I'll tell you that.
1: I wouldn't not, not do him.
0: That's a very attractive man. (laughs) Um, But good for Kim, granted, Kim Zolciak is a different conversation for a different time. She's, that woman knows what she's doing.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel like, whereas Kim was probably like, Michael Lohan has money. Michael Lohan was looking at Kim G being like, she could be my sugar mama.
0: Yeah, because like, I'm sure Kim Bultzak for- was probably like, you don't have enough money. And I'm sure Kim Grenatelle was like, oh, it's Lindsay Lohan's father. Maybe I'll get on like E! News, News Network. Maybe will get our
1: own spinoff.
0: As a correspondent. Like that <laughs> video of her. She got
1: correspondent. Literally.
0: She's crazy. She's not well. Oh like imagine five years later, like imagine you and I have some fight. And five years later, I'm, like, on my phone on 4th of July, and I'm, like, here I am in my apartment doing my podcast way better than that podcast that Megan has. Like, (laughs) five years later?
1: It's like, like, hon, let sleeping dogs lie. Like, what... Aren't you happy I in your beautiful? I guarantee home?
0: you that Teresa would not be able to pick Kim Granitelle out of a lineup of blonde women over the age of sixty-one. If there was a long list of them standing right here, I promise you Teresa would be like, I "No idea who she, who <laughs> Kim G T T and P. don't know her. She definitely know.
1: wouldn't be able to keep up with the last name initial. That's not no, a thing goodbye. for Teresa.
0: Goodbye.
1: Well, goodbye. she even says like at the end of at the reunion of season two and he was like what was your biggest regret and she was like uh, my only regret was pushing kim g at the posh fashion show because i respect the elderly
0: <laughs> and she's this is an like teresa's she said, she's, like, she's an old lady so <laughs> that's my kind of read though is like a straight up like well that's she's old so i'm i feel bad that i pushed her it is crazy to me that kim would be that focused on Teresa this many years later. It just, she just wants in. She wants to start some Twitter fights so people will jump back in and get her back on the show. Mm -hmm. I can never, I would put money right now. I would see, I believe that Kim D would be on the show as a permanent housewife way before Kim G ever would.
1: Yeah, I believe in terms of like messiness and ability to like drive plot lines, yes i think like in terms of like any sort of like glamour i'd want kim granitelle glamour and delusion i really like that in a housewife and that kind of money
0: that's like why there are so many in like beverly hills like OC. like you have the ones that are super rich that they're not really pushing any product or vitamin or water or hat you know yeah they're just like kind of just rich yeah, just, just being super, rich. Just super rich. Yeah.
1: So we end up moving in the middle of season two. And Kim Granatel decides to go to a charity event with Danielle. So they were, this is such an incredible event that I completely forgot about. Because the Posh Fashion Show event also happens in season two. So that's a major plot point that happens on like season, episode nine. But, episode but you're talking
0: about the one at the brownstone.
1: Oh wait, yeah, this was at the brownstone. Yeah, that's at the
0: brownstone.
1: So Caroline is The man goes a
0: punk, a punk, the punk, the punk, the man goes a punks.
1: So Danielle finds this felon who's like six days away from being off of parole or some shit. What
0: and the fuck is any of Danny? That? He's one of the scariest people I've ever seen on TV. 100%. I would
1: agree with that. I can't believe Bravo allowed I think that it's whole story. Arc. They had
0: any sort of like an idea of like what that was. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they were like, Oh, maybe I think they're that dating. Type of a person would never get on the show now, ever. Even if somebody was like, Oh, this is my friend, they'd be like, nobody gives a fuck. He's not coming on the show.
1: Yeah. So Danielle finds this guy, Danny, who's gonna take her and Kim to the brownstone event because like they need protection from That's the how we local. roll. <laughs>
0: I'll never forget it. Never once in my uh,
1: life. Oh my god! Oh my god! So Kimji has basically no idea that she's gonna be hanging out with a bunch of convicts, but and she so- loves it.
0: When she first, when they first, first walks in, in. she's gonna show up with these bouncers. Kim loves it. She loves it. But so doesn't.
1: they run into Chris Manzo at the front deck, like the front gate. I guess he's like helping with LA or something, and he's like, "Hi, Mrs. Granitelle. Hi, Danielle." Like being like a little twerp. And they get in, and I guess he says something along the lines of, "You guys are in for a real surprise tonight because the two of them are dressed up as a black for as if they're going to a black tie event. One of the event is for like blue collar people who are raising money for like a young family with
0: a child with cancer okay, so like so <laughs> have you ever been to the brownstone
1: no, I haven't i'm I'm dying to go
0: <laughs> So the brownstone is in Patterson, so let's like. No, they were, th- this whole, like, performance, like, the dressing up and everything, like, the Brownstone's not, like, I'm not saying it's in the hood hood, but it's in it's not in, like, the, like, the Brownstone is definitely not in an area where you would ever think that they wouldn't have people just from any Boy Scout troop, or, it's a banquet I hall. I think it
1: was, yeah, it was, like, hosted by, like, a hunter's group, like, the prizes that they were auctioning off were, like, shotguns. Like, it yeah. wasn't some fab event.
0: Danielle just like wants to be Danielle Staub. She just wants to be like the baddest bitch in the room. She wants to be like the girl that shows up and everyone knows that's the girl from housewives. That's the girl from Bravo. And it's so inauthentic. So it's like, but Kim just wants to be somebody Roxy Hart. See, she yeah. just wants to be, she wants to be somebody. So Kim is like, let's go.
1: Yes, yeah, shoulders back. Like,
0: um, yeah, she's very, like, I tell you, that's how we roll. She's ready.
1: Right. <laughs> that's how we roll. I'm so sure the that. head of the Hells Angels also is, like, walking them into this event. So the only two people who rsvp for this event were Danielle and Kim. And so they come in with an entourage of, like, nine ex-cons. And Danielle is furious that they can't accommodate all of these new people who, one, didn't pay to enter the event, didn't pay the amount of money that was needed to, like, you know, go towards the charity which is you know the whole point so yeah, why are you there danielle is getting really upset and then starts like bringing it up to like the staff that she's so upset whatever and then all the dudes are like hanging out in the lobby kind of like causing a ruckus and at this point you see cam and danielle like standing up at the table that they're like seated at smiling and, like, smiling like having an amazing time like thinking this is hilarious they're like oh my god everybody's staring at us look at us like that's how we roll yeah that's how we roll it's like no ladies this is has nothing to do with you write a check and sit down and respect the family who's on microphone talking about their child with cancer, please.
0: And it's like, it's this is like one of those moments where why were you invited? This doesn't seem like a thing to be filmed for a TV show. It definitely feels very much like no one expected you to be there. Then you showed up and caused these problems. It's like, it's so tasteless that it's embarrassing as a viewer because you're like, this is like, what are you doing? And they were so pleased with themselves, Kim and Danielle. You could tell well, that they were very happy that they'd caused this scene.
1: Well, Danielle then ended up like turning it on the Manzos and the Brownstone as if like they were maliciously not giving them a table and not seating them when like Albert Manzo, like the husband, Caroline's husband was like, um, no, like we have seating charts in advance per how many tickets are sold. You can't just like add more space and add more tables. And then they did add a table, but but it wasn't in a good area for Danielle's liking. Like it wasn't happy. It wasn't a, Prime location enough and it's like honey this is not about you and she gets and she says i can't believe they treat me like this here it's like you created this mess you
0: it's, created this mess it's completely in your head actually it doesn't exist <laughs> everything you're doing like it's not this isn't real you showed up caused a problem and we're like i can't believe there's a problem and it's like you started it like you're not and and no one's even finishing it you're creating it yourself it's only involving you
1: yeah so at this point the lead guy Danny is like really upset and he turns to Chris Manzo and he calls him a gay slur and it it was like jaw-dropping to like watch it back and just think like oh my god about yeah at a charity event for a kid like I know like ignorant people will be ignorant wherever they are evidently it doesn't really matter but dude
0: and it just speaks to the level of like it I don't know what Danielle was trying to do. I think she genuinely like you said, like I think she genuinely like felt like the manzos played her season one. I think she felt like they played her, like she thought she was gonna like bring in this like smoking gun of their connection and she was going to bring them out and she was going to trash Dina and trash Caroline and make up stories and like attack Jacqueline and just be so crazy. And then I think she thought that everybody was going to feel bad for her. And I think she got addicted to fame. So I think she showed up at this event with this guy and it's like, Danielle laughs when he says it. Like, she's like, no, don't, don't, don't let him go after Chris, gonna be a problem it's gonna be a problem because the felon that you brought would like fight a child like like it's your problem danielle that's weird that's really weird to bring i know none of my friends if i brought them to somewhere in public would start a fist fight with a child
1: generally no yeah yeah i i I try not to hang out in those kinds of circles yeah
0: it happens every once in a while i mean like (laughs) what are you gonna do the kids started it yeah like exactly like but like It's just one of those things where, like, even, like, my nephews, like, when I bring them out places, like, it, you don't, like, it's weird. That's fucking weird. And then he's out here saying, like, and this whole last season, you're, like, the gays, like, I am, I have a very loyal gay fan base. They're very (laughs) offended. You can't talk about the gays that way. And it's, like, okay, first of all this was
1: good ammo for Teresa at the reunion where she was like joe uses the word gay as like funny haha like hello uh your friend said something a lot worse and then as i'm watching it i'm like honestly why do i agree with this horrible logic (laughs) i'm like but i mean joe Judy J would very easily be interchangeable with danny in this situation
0: i can only speak for myself and the way that i feel about the word and at the end of the day like i am you're never this, I'm very difficult to insult you know what I mean like I'm not like okay if you want to say that around me it speaks more to your character than it does to mine it's not like the end of the world do you hear my cat screaming it's not like the end of the <laughs> She's world She's like, I hate that word! <laughs> <laughs> I but like, it's not like the end of the world but it's like it just is like it's it's a for me I'm also obnoxious rude I interrupt people like I got a lot more shit on this list than, than like calling me the F word. You know what I mean? If that's the best you can come up with, it speaks more to your intelligence than it does to who I am as a human being. Exactly. But with that being said, I don't know. My favorite moment of that reunion is when she says to her, when she segues Jersey Shore women into Danielle being a slut. I've never, (laughs) like, I can't, like... No, I don't like that show because the girl slept with her. Like, I think right on, like, the first night she met him and I would never want my daughters or me to do that. Like, but I know you asked Danielle, she does that. I was like, (laughs) (laughs) how'd you do that?
1: (laughs) And he takes notes. He's like, that's a beautiful segue. Thank you.
0: Literally. She's like, literally literally with, like, Jersey Shore, blah, 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 blah. Danielle's a slut.
1: (laughs) Whatever. It's not my problem. (laughs) Do
0: (laughs) not bring it up my- <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I love that I love that oh that whole reunion is reunion goal oh, that's yeah. like the best one of the best reunions ever besides like blubber 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 or like what is that from when like uh, teresa to caroline that reunion season like 6 or 7 I like think before- I
1: think must have than like a layer. No, and
0: like Caroline's like, look at you over there in your Christmas dress. <gasps> oh, and Teresa's like, you got three rolls, blubber, blubber, and blubber. <laughs> <laughs> Teresa, like a deep dive of Teresa, we can obviously. I mean, let it, let's you start unco- doing research. You uncover shit where you're like, I where that makes no grammatical sense. That that's not a real like. You look at the sentence on paper, you're like, how do you say that? But it it works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So So after after this event, we then get the first moment where we realize Kim Granatel is just a tattletale. And she runs and tells Jacqueline at a nail salon... About the night before, the event with Danielle, she was, like, really embarrassed and super uncomfortable to be there. You know, of course, this is after she's been, like, snickering all night, being like, we're famous. Look at us. Look at <laughs> us, the lights.
0: The whole charity's about us. It's like, shut the There's up. There's a poor kid over there who's definitely yeah. probably, heaven forbid, dying. dying. Yeah, dying. She's Ugh. a pig. She knew that if she went to Jacqueline that it would flip back to Caroline. And she'd be like, yeah, Kim was so upset.
1: Yeah, so Jacqueline obviously then goes and, like, tells all the little team. And, you know, Jacqueline is Chris Manzo's aunt. So, aunt? No.
0: Yeah. Because, yeah, because, yeah. Because Caroline is Jacqueline's sister-in-law. Their sister-in-law.
1: So, yeah, she's the aunt. So, obviously, she's going to go back to the family and tell them what um, Danny said about Chris so to bring Danielle back to her roots, they take her to a strip club and she is just like bumping and grinding up on that pole. Like it was such a natural
0: thing to watch. Like there was, was no was struggle. She, like engage. Yeah. And then, whatever she says. I forget what she says. It's something like, like you make eye contact and then you engage. And it's like this weird thing almost where it's like, it almost sounds like you're not good at this, but you're trying to sound good at this. Why do you want to be good at pole dancing? Not that there's anything wrong with it, but people are calling you a stripper. Yeah.
1: And you have such an issue with it.
0: And here you are, like, engage and then release. It's weird. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> with, That's like, accurate.
1: the legs in the air. And then you see Kim Ji try to do it, too, which was just, like... Something so, something I don't need to ever
0: see. Again. Yeah, what a weird season. There's so many moments, cringeworthy moments. Keep going. Yeah, yeah
1: I, I don't get it. So then Kim obviously has to confront Danielle about what the hell went on with that. And I guess... Danielle, one, says, I'm a gay advocate. He wasn't calling a gay man this slur. And then this is kind of a moment where you're also reminded, oh, wait, no, Danielle's a professional victim. She starts crying. All of this shit. So stupid. Like, But this is when you can kind of get the feeling that, like, Kim G is like, oh, shit, like, I'm on the wrong side of history with this one. Like, this is not good. Abort. Abort. Like, I can't do this. So, one, this then, like, He wasn't calling a gay
0: man a slur. What? Okay. Still saying it, though. It's yeah, I'm pretty sure it effective. came out of his mouth, but I got you. All right. See,
1: I think he um, was implying that he was gay by even calling it's him
0: It's a disgusting word, but okay. It's okay. It's okay. okay. There's a few other words that I guarantee you you would not feel that way about, but that's <laughs> fine. You go ahead and do it.
1: <laughs> so at this point, we then like get a whole thing where like Danielle talking with Kim about how Ashley Holmes, uh, Jacqueline's daughter, is like writing like, Facebook post about Danielle, and Danielle says, quote, she is nothing short of the KKK for me. Like, Danielle, you're comparing Ashley, who I believe is 17 years old at this point in time, maybe younger, to the KKK. She's writing, like, moody Facebook posts.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's not trying to kill you bro i don't remember saying that that's so insane too that whole shit like danielle was like i need the drama i need something to drive this because they're probably like girl your job's on the line we're keeping all of them so you better figure it out
1: Well, they probably also realize like none of the other ladies would talk to danielle so she has to pick fights with kim g kim d and ashley like three people who are like characters in the outside world but not like any of the main cast members none of those people would even talk to her
0: yeah Yeah. it's crazy that's really a it's very mean girls but they could just get you out like bye
1: okay so then we get to a scene where Jacqueline and Teresa are going to posh and they are drinking from like big wine glasses with like painted flip-flops and lips on them where it's like best mom or like (laughs) shopping addict I'm gonna get a set. I definitely need yeah, yeah, a set. Yeah. Um and they basically just were talking a little bit more about that event at Caroline's house. They're talking all about how Kim's boyfriend called her a pig. Teresa says, if you're a pig, just own up to it. <laughs> like, yeah, because that's so easy. Just own up to just being a pig. Get over it. Yeah. I and that- yeah. <laughs> and this is own where it all right. own it. Baby. <laughs> Then we get Kim D. also saying, like, no, she's just a customer. That's it. That's it. That's it. And then that leads us to the first posh fashion show. Dun, dun, dun. Thanks for tuning in to part one of the Kims of New Jersey episode. I know I left you guys on a really big cliffhanger, but part two will start at the posh fashion show. And we go through a couple other posh fashion shows. So be sure to tune into that on Tuesday. Thanks for listening to this show. And if you enjoyed it, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. You guys know the drill. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.